Would you like to accelerate your career and reach your full potential in just minutes a day? Welcome to the LeadX Show with New York Times bestselling author and Inc. 500 entrepreneur, Kevin Cruz. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to another rapid edition of the LeadX Leadership Show. Rapid because it's the Friday edition, Fan Mail Friday. I get to take your questions and rant just a bit. And this week, I'm going to answer questions about scheduling MIT time, most important task time, and how do you manage employee burnout? But I got this great email from Kim Hammett. She says, great podcast. It's so unbelievably relevant to what I do and so perfectly timed. I'm able to listen to it during my 35-minute commute to work and immediately put it into practice when I sit down in the office. Kim, thank you for that. I know you left an awesome review as well on iTunes. Because I read your review on the air and because you're so awesome, I want to send you a LeadX t-shirt. So send us an email, info at leadx.org, and say, yo, I'm Kim, send me my darn t-shirt. And then Jackie will send you a t-shirt in the mail. I just looked at leadx.org, and our free course of the day is on effective coaching. And this one's taught by me, none other than me. Uh, it, it even includes the classic GROW model, G-R-O-W, which stands for goals, reality, options, and the way forward or the will forward. Um, it's, <laughs> it's a very good course if I do say so myself, but by the time you hear this podcast, it won't be the course of the day. There will, there will be a new course of the day. So you got two options. Enroll in the Lead X Academy, an incredible investment that's going to help you to stand out and get ahead. And then you'll get all of our courses, including the coaching course in there in the Academy. Or just go to leadx.org and see what the new surprising free course of the day is for whenever you're listening to this podcast. There will be something there for you. So much good stuff going on just in the last week. Crazy, busy, as usual, as I like it. We just wrapped up filming a new delegation course. I recut, refilmed a bunch of engagement, employee engagement lessons. I saw a rough produced version of our leadership user's manual video. It's coming in nice and tight at five minutes. It's fun. Uh, Katrina just really rocked it on that one. And I'm guessing we're going to release that in another one to two weeks. So that's coming out real soon. Started interviewing CTO candidates and, you know, the best candidates, the best interviews are the ones who teach you something. And man, I've got some strong ones. I mean, I've got some candidates that are so good that like when I'm done interviewing them, I'm nervous to hire them because I feel inadequate. Like they're so much better than me, smarter than me. They've got great ideas. Uh, I feel threatened. And of course, those are exactly the kind of people you want to hire. You have to hire people that are better than you, that are smarter than you. Why hire someone that's not as good as you, right? You've already got you. So I've got some great candidates. Hopefully I'll have news coming up on this. And hold the phones. Uh, I just got my edited manuscript back from the publisher. And, you know, this, this is the saga where I wrote this book two years ago and going with a traditional publisher. Um, you know, I don't have regrets doing it, but it, it's been two years and it still isn't going to come out till next April, April of 2019. It is painful. 
um, my indie author friends are writing and getting their books out in like 90 days, literally. But the good news is the edits are light. I should turn the manuscript back around in the next week, and um, and then we're off to the races. So that it's been a, it's been an amazing week. Okay, let's jump to questions. The productivity question of the week comes from Robert. He says, "Just finished your book. I obtained it on Audible and loved it." Now, by the way, I've got like nine books out. So everyone always says, hey, I loved your book and I never know which one it is. But I can tell this one is 15 Secrets Successful People Know About Time Management. uh, To continue, he writes, I'm working on creating a marketing agency. Everything's falling into place, but I'm struggling with work-life balance uh, because I sleep too much. Ha ha. Quick question. Do you leave space in your calendar for MIT focusing? So... Let's see, Robert, thanks for the question. Congrats on becoming an entrepreneur. The world needs more entrepreneurs. So as to your question about your most important task, your MIT, you know, and for those who haven't read the book, like this is one of the 15 secrets. It's to be crystal clear every day on what your MIT is, your one thing. And then ideally you just time block. So on my calendar, I time block 60 minutes at the start of every day. It's a recurring appointment on my calendar that just says MIT. Now, what the actual MIT is might change day to day or week to week, but I always have that time blocked out. And, you know, this is, if you go back to, what is it? LeadX podcast number one or two, like literally one of the first shows was with Dan Pink. And we weren't even talking about productivity. And I said, hey, give us a challenge. And his challenge was to write down your MIT at, at the first thing, you know, in the morning. And we've heard that from so many other people. So again, Robert, you know, in terms of MIT focusing, I just have a recurring appointment. It's hard to get 60 minutes every day for your MIT. Start with 15 minutes or 30 minutes, but it becomes a habit. And this is solo task time before you open your email and put your phone on on airplane mode so nobody interrupts you you know before you're responding to social media or or getting distracted close your door you know get into the zone and whether it's 15 minutes 30 or 60 work on that most important task now uh, I do uh, also reflect on my MITs on my calendar on my performance I try to do it once a week on Sundays. So it's kind of like a weekly review. You know, how did I do last week? What were my mistakes, failures? Where could I be better? And let me look at my week and plan out my week ahead. Um, the only other thing I will say is that I focus on or reflect on my MIT often when I feel stressed. So if all of a sudden I'm feeling overwhelmed and I'm getting, you know, just a little freaked out, it's a sign that I- I'm. I don't have clarity on what's truly important. And so I just pause and I think about all the craziness that's going on. What's the one thing that's going to have the biggest impact over the long term? And generally, it it just instantly comes into focus. And I realize, look, as long as I'm still working on that one thing, if I don't get to these other things, it's going to be fine. Or if I, you know, only do 80% quality on these other things. It's just going to be fine. Anyway, again, good luck. um, And thanks for that question, Robert. I hope you found that helpful. Our leadership question this week is, how can I help my employees manage burnout? And it just so happens that at about the same time I got that question, uh, Gallup released some research and a couple of articles on this subject that I thought was pretty interesting. 
And if you want to read the Gallup webpage, just Google Gallup employee burnout and it's going to uh, come up. So they've got this series and the first thing I'm just kind of scanning their article. It's saying the effects of employee burnout. People who say they have uh, very often experienced burnout at work are 63% more likely to take a sick day. They're half as likely to discuss how to approach performance goals with their manager. They are 2.6 times as likely to leave their current employer. So this is a big retention risk. And they're 23% more likely to visit the emergency room. I uh, often talk about the spillover and crossover effects, how our emotions at work affect our marriages, our relationship with our kids, and our health and well-being. This is another example of that. Now, the Gallup article says that there are, these are the top five reasons for burnout. Number one, unfair treatment at work. Number two, unmanageable workload. Three, lack of role clarity. Four, lack of communication and support from their manager. And five, unreasonable time pressure. Now, I, I'm a big fan of Gallup, Gallup work, and I know a lot of people are not, or for whatever reasons. But this, I wish I could see the raw data because some of this just seems kind of funny to me. Like to me, number five, unreasonable time pressure is kind of the same as unmanageable workload. To me, if you have an unmanageable workload, it means there's too much to do in not enough time. So to me, that's the sort of the same thing. You could do less or stretch out the time. <laughs> but anyway, um, and I would think that that is number one. I would think burnout is when you just have too much to do in too little time and don't feel like you have a, a way out. So you keep trying to do it more and more and more and more. And of course, we can never do that. We feel overworked, overwhelmed, and eventually burnt out. But I would say, you know, so how as managers can we help our team members to avoid this feeling? Well, it's, it's to have these conversations around role clarity. What is their role? What are our expectations? Do they think that's too much work to do in the time allotted? And if they come back and, and feel that way, we need to explore that. I mean, do they have the training they need to be successful? Do they have the tools they need to be successful? Do they have the support systems in place? You know, why is it that they're feeling this way? And, and maybe it's legit. Maybe we investigate it and realize like, oh, wow, this is a lot harder than I realized. Sorry. Um, but often it's not. It's that we're able to do the work in a certain time period to a certain quality. They aren't. So we need to figure out how to develop them and to close uh, to close the gap. I was going to dive in more deeply, but I think that is it. It's, it goes back to, you know, communication is the backbone for all of effective management. So having frequent two-way communication with your team members around role clarity, expectations, how are they feeling about the work and the time frame? And I think that goes a long way to avoiding burnout. The I guess there is one more thing I would add, which is, we can all model good behaviors, whether that's going home and having dinner with our families or not emailing and calling and texting and slacking on Saturdays and Sundays to give our team members a break um, and to even take vaca our vacation time. You know, if I've been given two weeks or three weeks of vacation, I should take that time and try to stay fairly quiet and checked out. So as the leader, we can set that climate of psychological safety and, you know, even physical rest and recharging. You know, we've got to model the way. 
Friends, thank you once again from the bottom of my heart for coming back, listening to this show, for leaving the reviews, for spreading the word. means a lot to me. Remember, this weekend, you are leading at home. You are leading always because leadership is influence. We are always leading. How are you going to lead today?